0: So, Father, we just thank you for yet another beautiful day. I thank you, Lord God, for this international team. Lord God, we thank you, Father, that with you there are no boundaries, there are no border- borders. Lord God, we are one family under God, Lord God, and we worship you today. We honor you, Heavenly Father. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, and Jesus, we serve you as our king and champion and our friend. So today, Holy Spirit, open our eyes of our hearts, uh, Lord God. Fill us with your presence, and Lord God, let us be filled filled Lord God to overflow so that we would affect those around us with your love in Jesus name. Amen. So this morning uh, I've been I've been reading through Daniel again the book of Daniel and I I love the book of Daniel and it's such an encouraging picture of who we are called to be and today I want to talk about being called to be courageous. Now the word courage is a Is a word that's thrown around quite a lot you know and it can be misconstrued misunderstood like you know hey you're you're courageous because uh and there's different levels of courage some people would say just the fact that you keep working day in and day out and don't stop even when you have troubles that is courage you keep pressing forward and then there's heroic kind of courage like this guy he tells me crazy stories of matt being on the streets and crazy people and tasers and bats and cars and handcuffs. That takes courage, you know, and he's putting his life on the line, different types of courage. But I would like to wager or like to challenge us that God has called all of us to be courageous in a way that battles lions, that tackles mountains and Goliaths in our lives. But actually God has called us to stand up. So I want to look at courage in terms of standing up today. Because there's a decision to stand up, like we have, we have a decision to sit. You decide, you premeditate, I'm going to sit. In the same way, when you premeditate to stand up, you go, I'm going to move my body, I'm going to put my weight on my legs so that I'm taller, I can see more, I can move, I can do these things. And I'm pretty sure we all know the story of Daniel and how he stood up, how he set himself apart. But today I want to focus on chapter 3, on a couple scriptures in there, um, and how the fact is this, when you're a true follower of Jesus, it's guaranteed that you will face confrontation in life. It's guaranteed that we will face trials in life. So often, like when you see the stories of Daniel, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God didn't let them in on the full story. They still had to be thrown, say, into the fire. But God knew that He was going to make His story, history, through them by saving them out of that. In the lion's den. So it took obedience and faithfulness for them to walk in courage. So I want to show you this. In chapter 3, let's just go to verse 5. And I want to title this, When the Beat Drops. And I've done a little talk about this before, but I just want to prelim our study this morning to give it context. Verse 5 of chapter 3. When you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harps, the pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. So when you hear the beat, when you hear the sound, bow. Bow. Life today is full of sound, distraction. When you hear the beat, I want to ask you this question. Are you choosing to bow or to stand? Because when you stand, you will be seen. And when you're seen, you will face confrontation. And this is the call to courage. Verse 6, anyone who refuses to obey, and here is the confrontation and the trial, will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. The cause and effect. When the beat drops, what do you choose to do? Do you sit, do you bow, or do you stand? The choice is up to us. Now, how do we get to a place of courage? How do we get to a place where we're able to stand up when our knees feel feeble and weak? Because fear could grip us, right? And I'm going to talk about trials here. You see, courage, I believe, starts in obedience. Courage begins in obedience in the small, faithfulness in the daily. Just like a child, when I look at Micah playing with Uncle Brian, I remember Joey wrestling with Uncle Brian. Now, if Joey was to wrestle with Uncle Brian now like he is with Micah, like he used to, Uncle Brian would be in big trouble because Joey has become a a, a young man mountain, right? He has grown over time faithfully eating, too faithful at eating. It's more like Matt, (laughs) Eating everything. So he has grown his muscles spiritually and faithfully. So now he's able to have an ability that's able to tackle bigger foe. He grows in courage. Joey wouldn't be able to do what he does now when he was Micah's age and vice versa. This is our walk. Courage starts in obedience and faithfulness. So I want to I start with that, right? But following Jesus does mean that we will face confrontation. And what I love with this, and we know the story about the furnace, right? Because when they said, when the beat sounds, I'm not bowing, I'm going to stand up. They were made visible. They made a choice to stand up. There was an edict, there was a word, and there is a consequence, I want to ask you this question. In life today, in business, in relationships, there are choices we can make daily faithfully. Do you choose to stand for righteousness and be faithful with those little things? Or do you not? Because as you chip away unfaithfulness in the small, when there comes time to be courageous for the big, chances are the courage won't be there because we haven't practiced our spiritual muscle. And that's how we become known. Now, we know that these boys were known throughout the land. And in fact, they were promoted God's way, not man's way, which we'll see later. Let me jump to this. So obviously they said, when the beat sounds, I'm not bowing. In fact, I'm going to stand up so you can see me. When the world pressures you and says, take this, do this, what do you do? Do you stand up and say, that's not me? Or do you bend a little bit? So you're not fully bowing, but you're kind of half. Courage starts in the small, in obedience to the little. Verse 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. And we know the story. And he says, I'm going to throw you in. I'm going to give you one more chance. Jump to verse 17. This is what they said. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. They're saying the truth is, God is able to do all things. This is where my courage comes from knowing who God is, who my Father is. My brother Brian has such a revelation of the identity of our Father in his life. So he's like, really, when you're feeling low, it's because our eyes and our heart are not in line with who we are in Christ. These guys started their faith journey, their courage, because they said, it's okay, if we're thrown into that, the worst that you can give me, the God whom I serve is able to save me. However, He will rescue us from your power. Like he's saying, this is who my God is. He didn't look at this furnace. He didn't look at the king. And he didn't look at himself. He first went to who God is. So in your trials, when you choose to stand, this is a method to do it. Look to who God is first. Not to what you lack. Not to what you need. And not to who you are. And certainly not to who the enemy is that you're battling. Lift your eyes. Your help comes from the Lord. So go to God first. Because surely he'll rescue us from your power, your majesty. He's still being honorable. He didn't say, you know, you chump. Who do you think you are? Do you know who I got inside of me? And you start wobbling your neck like this. You know that you got some problems, right? You don't want to do that. Walk with honor, faithfully. This guy was threatening his life. He could have said, man, I'm going to take you out. Because, no, he said, your majesty, with all due respect. You see, you don't need to answer to others when you're obedient to God in that sense. When you stand up for the Lord, people will question you. You don't need to explain it to them. You say, but my God is this. And I choose God before you, before this business decision, before this relationship. Verse 18, but even if he doesn't, and we know, we've talked about this, having the even if faith, right? Even if he doesn't, remember, I've already told you who he is and what he can do and what he's able to do. And this is how you can speak to your mountain, to your lions, to your Goliaths in life. Yo, even if, he says this, we, this is the sentence I want to highlight today. We want to make it clear to you. I want to make it known. Let me ask you this question. What are you making known in your life today? With those around you so easy people don't recognize because God has called you to stand up remember what does that mean you stand up above the crowd not in pride but you're different you're going against the flow what are you making known or do you just fit in when people look at your lives when they look at your social media patterns when they look at your life patterns when they look at your just your lifestyle is there a a marked difference that you belong to God the reputation of these guys was these are guys that are anointed by the Lord. These are guys that are faithful. These are guys that belong to God. Clearly, without gray areas. My question is what are you making known today? Says there, we want to make it clear, like not little gray, but clear. In our business dealings, are people clear about who you are? In Christ in God are they clear about the fact that you're a follower of Jesus first above and beyond the need for profit gain or anything else that you're trying to attain God says I have marked you I have called you to stand up to be men and women of courage courage comes from his presence and I want to say this when we are obedient and faithful I want to tell you this obedience leads to intimacy You don't have intimacy with God without the obedience first. You see, because our flesh wants to fight obedience. Obedience makes the way for blessing and intimacy. When we live in intimacy with God because of obedience and faithfully following Him daily, that intimacy gives us the courage and the power. This morning, my son was asking me about baptism. He wants to be baptized, right, Mike? And I said to him, I said that, why do you want to do that? And your words were, Mike, you wanted to do it because you want to live for God. I want to live for God clearly. So I explained what that means, you know. I said, but what baptism does when you declare publicly, when you stand up, when you go in public and you go and say, I've died to my old self. And you stand up. You say, I belong to Christ. There's a public declaration that will bring trials and that will bring confrontation because the gospel is abrasive. If we're living in a way where what you're making known isn't really making anything known, you're just the same. If you look at your life, I've often said this to young people, if I was to peel back your social media, your comments, the way that you walk, the things that you look at, the things that you share, does it look any different to the guy that says he doesn't follow Jesus? What are you making known? This is what they said. We want to make it clear to you, your majesty. Honor again, so not rude that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Wow. So they stood up. Point number one, and question number one is, are you standing up when the beat drops, when the sound hits, and every day we are bombarded by sound and sight. In our own hearts, the greatest battle is in right here, here to here, right? So we know that. And this is what I love. We know the story. They're thrown into the fire, okay? And then they look. And this is the joy of our courage. When you know who your God is, when you know who your Father is, when you know who you are in Him. I want to tell you guys this, that when you have received Christ, you're working from a position of sonship. You're not working to the position of sonship. You're not working for your position as a son of God. And that's what often happens when you start to work your way into faith. You're working through, I I need to be better to be good. No, no, no. Understand that when you fully accept Christ, you've been bought and justified and adopted. You're working from a position of sonship in everything that you're looking at. And I love this picture. They throw them in the fire. The guys that throw them in, the fire was so hot, they died. They were just burnt up, right? We know that story. Verse 25. I'm just going to jump down. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound around, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a God. Let me tell you this, when you stand up with courage, you are not alone. God is there. When you stand up in obedience and in faithfulness, God is there. When you're in the midst of your fire, know that God is there. When we begin to understand that that's the position we're coming from, from a place where God is with us. Remember, holiness cannot be with sin. And so God says, I've paid the price. You are white as snow. You are clean. I'm with you. Doesn't that change the way you would look at your life today? Doesn't that change your decision today to be obedient so that you could walk in intimacy? You are never alone, even when it feels like the flames are around you. Wow. Doesn't mean that you're not in the flames. This is not a kushti gospel. This is called confrontational gospel in this sense, because you stood up. And I guarantee you, when you follow Christ, he said it himself. If I went through it. You're going to go through it. But I'm going to give you what you need. You need never fear. The Spirit of God is with you. And what is the thing that the king does right away? He says in verse 26, Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming, flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. He didn't say, most awesome people, the most handsome, most powerful. I've never seen anyone do this before. Come out, we want to worship you. No, he said, servants of the Most High God. Their lives made it known that God was first. What are you making known when you stand up? Or are you even standing up? And I want to say this. This talks a lot about trials, confrontation, temptation. Ask the Holy Spirit what that part of your life is today that we're facing. Because I want you to know that God has called you to a life of courage and overcoming and breakthrough. You may feel like you're in the furnace in certain things. But God is there. People will see. You're called to be a city on a hill. A light that's seen. So trials. So a lot of people think, I have been shaped by my trials, by the confrontations in my life. I'm a product of nurturing, bad nurturing. Have you heard that? That's a lie. Because trials have no power to transform you. Hardships have no power to transform you. The only thing that was burnt off, these men, were the ropes that the world put on them the only thing that was destroyed, the things that were not part of them. Trials have no power to transform us. Only God has that power. So whatever the trial that you're facing today, know that it cannot change you. It cannot change the destiny God has for you. It cannot transform who you're called to be by our Father. It does not negate you being a son or a daughter of the living God. None of these things can change the trajectory of God's will over your life. Isn't that amazing? But it takes obedience, faithfulness, to lead to courage, which is birthed out of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Obedience births intimacy. It opens the way to God's blessing and God's heart. That's why you can then stand up when the beat drops and you make it known, that's not what I do. I'm sorry. Remember, he, they live with honor. So I'm not saying to you guys, just say, you all are dumb, I have the truth, that is not love. I'm saying, with all due respect, your royal highness, your authority here, this is not of God, I cannot be part of it. And then what will happen is God will be made known in and through your life, not you. Because everywhere you look with these guys, the next thing that the king does is he says this. Nebuchadnezzar praises God, verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is our goal. We want to point people to God. He sent his angel to rescue the servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die. They made it clear. Are you making it clear that there is no gray? I choose to obey. I choose not to be gray. It rhymes. Right? They made it clear. Remember, I want to make it known and clear, your royal highness, they would, rather, they would die rather than serve or worship any God except their own. At the latter part of verse 29, there is no other God who can rescue like this. You notice he didn't talk about the boys, the men. They talked about the God that saved them. That's our goal. Beware of our flesh rising up. If people start to say, wow, you're awesome all the time. Make sure that you remain faithful and humble and say, but God. And then I love this, and this speaks of our lives today. My final point. Everyone wants to do better. Everyone wants to be promoted. Everyone wants to go to the next level. That's natural. God has created us to build, to create, to move forward, to transform, right? Then, verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. What does that tell you? If you want promotion, it starts with submission, and obedience to God, and faithfulness and intimacy. Then those things that you desire, God will bring in His time, in His way, and His ways way higher than our ways. And what was their reputation? Let me ask you this. If you think about it, if you jump to verse, uh, chapter 6, they, they, they face other trials, okay? There's more people trying to come against them. The world, confrontation and trials constantly against these men. Chapter 6, I just want to read about their reputation, their character trait. They said, we cannot, we've got to find a way to get to you, man, men of God, women of God. And they said, but this is how, they, they said this, verse 4, Then the of oh, chapter 6, then the administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. Okay, so as they had progressed, They didn't have an easy route. They had more arrows and targets on their head. So understand this. As you grow in your responsibility, don't expect to have a bed of roses. Expect to have confrontation and expect God to be with you in those confrontations when you continue to stand up. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. What an amazing reputation. That's our goal, guys. And he and this is this is what it takes to be successful God's way. He was faithful, always responsible and completely trustworthy. Faithful, responsible, trustworthy. Three keys to success guaranteed God's way. Wherever you're at right now, put God first. Be faithful Be responsible for what God has given you to do and who you are. And be completely trustworthy. Where they can't... Your reputation is important to the Lord because it points to Him. So they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of this region. And there goes another story that we'll maybe look at another time. Daniel, with his compadres, wherever they went, I always say this to our team, You need to be more than what's asked of you. There's a couple businessmen that are strong Christians in the U.S. and they coined this phrase. Be a fountain and not a drain. Be faithful. Be responsible. Be completely trustworthy and be courageous. Wherever you're at, you're doing this for an audience of one. What are you making known to your colleagues, to your wife? your children, to your family, to your friends, to your workplace, to your city? Are you standing up when the beat drops? Can they see that you are marked by God? To get to that place, obedience, faithfulness, intimacy leads to courage, an amazing breakthrough, promotion in God's way, right? So it's encouraging. Whatever you're facing today, stand up. Be men and women of courage. Let's take this, put it into this, move it to our heads, and let it affect our actions. Truth first. God first. Then step. Then stand. Amen? Amen. Isn't that encouraging? And God wants to see this today in our city, in our cities, to the nations. It's called us for such a time as this. Confrontation, and last point, those things cannot shape you and transform you. Only God has that power. What? So, what have we to fear? Nothing but God. Amen?